Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode that we have today. We have royalty in the office today. We got the Strata Queen herself. We got Mona Roaring here. Hey, Mona, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. It's, no, it's, it's for fun. I was looking forward to it, so thank you. No, thank you. And you know, I, we, we reached out. You're very busy. You're very, very busy, busy. And you should be. Right. And, and I'm glad you were able to spare some time with us today. No, thank so thank you. you for that. And, and so you know what? We're going to jump right into it. As Rick taught me because I blabbed too much. Mona, we're dealing with strata. We're talking all about strata today. We're, we're <laughs> in your topic. forte. So let's start this off with... Um, Upcoming projects, developments, what do you see? How do you think things going on? I'm just going to let you spit it out. <laughs> so one question I get asked all the time, that there's so many developments are coming up. Is there going to be a future for them in the future? I mean, are they still going to go up in prices? There's going to be too many pre-sales. There's going to be too much inventory when the flipping time comes or the as the investors or the rentals come. And I always tell people, rewind back and then fast forward. So if we were in three to four years of a market prior, which is 2016, 2017, and I go back when the trend of pre-sales came back in 2007 and 2008, and I remember I used to have people stand outside of the project for two days with the tents. This was like when the Wally was just developing in the tents to get in because at that time there was no registrations. So fast forward it to 2016, 2017 to today. No matter how many pre-sales, how many projects are coming in the market, there will definitely be a future for it. And that's also because of the economy, the immigrants that are coming in. That mindset is long gone, um, and I'm sure you've seen it in the industry. Um, that um, mindset is long gone when people would migrate from their countries and still want to own their properties back home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now they want to bring their money with them and be able to live a really nice life over here. So that's why we see these people coming in and as soon as they get their PRs, first thing on their list is to buy a home. Mm -hmm. So that brings it to the developments, the pre-sales. Nobody wants to take care of the yards anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I don't do any yard work. So, um, no, I, I get that. But you, you, you touched on a very interesting point here about before people on lineup, two days, tenting it out. Wow. Um, I, I actually remember people standing in line. But... At that point, nowadays, uh, there's registration, but I, I've noticed a lot of buyers and realtors now complaining that with the whole VIP, VV, VIP, and I don't know, 10 times VIPs, right? Um, having almost a monopoly on units. And, you know, they're now, well, how do we get in? All these realtors, they have these exclusive, exclusive, exclusives that we don't know about, but now what do we do? So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually one of the things I want to talk to you about today is that how do people actually get in touch with someone like you mm -hmm. that, that specializes in stratas and is there a difference like what do they do to to secure themselves a unit now the answer is twofold and that goes for the consumer who's looking to buy but i also want to address the realtors that are not able to get in because hey i don't have a vip status mm -hmm. um 
So for me, I didn't become a VIP overnight. It's like, okay, come, we have the projects. We're giving the unit. You mean you, you, you didn't get the crown? I didn't get on? the crown. I no, earned it. <laughs> I earned it. Okay. How do you earn a crown as a brand new realtor or somebody that could be in the business for a few years but have not dealt with the pre-sales? I would suggest get out there. Even if you don't have a client, go and see the projects. Go and ask questions. Go and introduce yourself to the uh, marketing companies because they want to see people that are invested in their projects. If you are not even learning for yourself, how are you going to really get be learning for your clients or put them into the project? Your answer should be on the tip of the, like, not really on the tip of your fingers. So go and learn. That's for the realtors. As for the um, buyers, I would suggest that even if you may not be in the market for a pre-sales, do your search. But yes, it's funny you mentioned about the VIP status and whatnot. That's one of the podcasts. That's one of the live stream I'm going to be bringing that in a way, it's a sad that the only way in is that you have to be on a VIP status. And the reason I say sad is I sell a lot of pre-sales and I'm on a lot of VIP statuses with many developers and the marketings and not. However, there are many that I'm not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even for me to get in is difficult because mm -hmm. why? Uh, well, the first options goes to friends and family. Yeah. And then the second option goes to our past realtors, VIP realtors. And it's funny, not only long ago I was talking to one of the key marketing company and I said to them I said how do I build my history with you because you go from project to project bringing your old realtors preferences first and then you're giving me leftover units that's not going to work like that means I will never get a chance to build a history with right, you and right. become a VIP so what do I do I go and pick up the projects that I know that I have my VIP status and having said that I one thing about me is when I'm looking at the pre-sale I always look what's a unique about that particular project. I recently worked on a project which was the first ever Fraser Valley low-rise concrete mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it got sold out so fast and I was able to get in. Having said that, it's that's the other thing that you need to pay attention as a buyer. If I'm buying a unit, what is so unique about it? Because I always say it's not your home. Is your investment right, right? Love your home, but don't get attached to it because you want to roll your money and grow your money and think it as an investment. You know what? And, and uh, I think you hit on some very, very key points here, especially talking about what you actually do for the client. You know, you don't just say, "Well, you don't just earn the crown by wearing the crown," right? You know, you actually go to the development, find out everything, find out what's going on about it, find out what's unique about the building. Like myself. I don't specialize with pre-sales. Do I do pre-sales here and there? Yeah, I do. Every realtor has that capability of Absolutely. doing it. But I don't specialize with that. Uh, I do more every other residential and commercial, but not pre-sales. So mm -hmm. what you just said there, it's a very strong point that you actually go out, take the time, learn the building. And what people don't understand, that actually takes a lot of time. It's not as simple as just going there or going to the website, reading a brochure. It's learning the area, learning the community, learning what's good about it, learning the actual developer, what they've done in the past, you know, their relationship. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. Yeah. It's not a small, small thing, people. It's a lot of work. So I, I give a lot of respect to that. Right? And, and it's, it's you working in the, with the pre-sales, the biggest, I wouldn't say a risk, but the knowledge and expertise is 
you're selling something you to your clients that's not tangible. Right. And nowadays, the trend I'm finding is most of the time, the developers are, and I understand why, um, are not even putting the show suites for them to feel, touch, and see something because things are selling so fast. They're like, why do we need to put those show suites on? Mm-hmm. Or even if they're putting the show suites, they're literally like just in one little bit of small area just to show the quality of the products. So it's not even a walk-in show suite that you can do. But you're really selling something that they cannot feel, touch, or smell. It's not even tangible. But you know that they're putting your confidence in you because when come time, when the time comes, whether it be their future home to stay in, and mostly it's an investment to sell, you have to, as a being a realtor, you have to believe it in so much into it because you know that it's coming back to you to sell. Right. Well, hopefully. So your confidence right. is there. Oh, well, no. With me, they are. <laughs> See, that's why she wears the crown, right? I have a client that had done pre-sales with me in 2007, and when they're ready, they're still called. You help us buy it. You're selling it for us no, now. And, you know, and, and that actually leads in right to my uh, my next line of questioning, and we're almost done, right? Because as Rick taught me, Jeff, shut up, make it short, make it quick, make it simple, and let them see everything. So, Rick, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> as you told me, we're very straightforward. We like to have fun. Right? I like it. Um, so, th- this segues right into the next thing of what should a buyer do prior to buying a pre-sale? What should they look for? I mean, besides giving you a call. Yeah. What, what should they themselves do? So, when I actually get a call from a client and they say that they're looking for a pre-sale, um, the first question I ask is that how much down do you have? Because that's something they have to remember. It's not whether they can do the two better. And especially in this market, the way the market is moving right now, is that they want two bedroom and two bathrooms. Or we'll take a two and bathroom and two bedroom, wherever, like in Kukutlam or in Burnaby or in Surrey or in Chilliwack, wherever that can be. My question is how much down comfortably you can put aside down for the, for the future, and then we work with that. Mm-hmm. So let's say if somebody says want 100,000, we know in this market, you're looking at one bedroom and a den, if in your Surrey. There's no way because 10% on a hundred, like let's say if they have 100,000, that's like they have 700,000 or 600,000 or 800,000. You take a 10% of that, that's maximum they can afford. And maybe you're lucky if you get two bedroom, two bathroom for that price. Um, so that's the first question I ask. Second question is when they're looking for the pre-sales and when they call me is that what is the, and that's very important for the realtors to know. And I've seen it, my clients sometimes that are, were not my clients in the past come to me being burnt where this information was not gathered up that what is their future with that unit because sometimes they've been they know that they're investors and assignments are not even allowed or assignments are allowed at very high intro like very intro the pieces are very high or the rentals have some bylaws or there's some restrictions so you need to really understand what is the client's future not only that it could be a very young couple coming to you for reserving the unit ask that question that why are you reserving are you planning to have a family Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. need to know that is it need to be near near the school do you have a family that's going to grow because it's not about just selling it's understanding what the need would be in the future right no and 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 i think that's great advice it's um mm-hmm. real estate is not a sh- it's not well most of the time it's not a short-term investment it's a long-term thing it's the biggest purchase people are going to make sorry my phone keeps going off because i got multiple offers today so i know rick you're gonna get mad about that but you know uh, this is how we make our money right so um 
No, I, I think that advice is I great. I do want to add a very quick note. Yeah. We're talking about pre-sales, but if we were talking about the units that are already done and you're living in and you're selling or you're buying, please, 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 strata paperwork is the key. You could be finding a very, very attractive deal. It's like, oh my God, it's a steel deal. And you go and put in the subject free offers well, and you yeah. have no idea what was happening in the strata. So depreciation report, the engineering report, the budgets, the AGMs, what have they been discussing in the minutes? There's so much that goes into the strata. So I personally suggest stratas is something the person should never try to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Get the professional to take care of it because there's a lot of work that goes into yeah, strata. Well, you're right. Even like today, we're, we're having multiple offers on our own unit. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of these property management companies out there, we're not going to name names, but... Uh, they're very um, difficult to deal with some of them, mm -hmm. right? Like I said, we're not going to name yeah. names because I still got to order documents from <laughs> them, right? Sure we know we <laughs> but, um, but one of the main things I've found is like parking stalls, for example, oh. right? Is that a client uh, or maybe a realtor, maybe an inexperienced agent just took the client's word for it and, oh, I've got two parking stalls. And they put it on there and we find out it was only one. Huh? Right, and that's a huge, huge, huge. Like parking stalls nowadays in a pre-sale. When you're booking a pre-sale, they ask you if you want an extra one, thirty thousand. Right. So imagine they just, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I've, I've 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 seen it happen, yeah. and even like yeah. we're getting our form B today from this property management company that was supposed to be yesterday, but um, we won't name the names, but. Um, we had some offers start trying to come in yesterday. I kept on telling them, I'm like, please, I don't have the Form B yet. And I, I don't want this to be a subject because we're going to be multiple for two days. Yeah. Like, please wait. It's wait. funny, though. I was in San Francisco on a vacation, and I got a realtor calling me. And he goes, Mona, you sold a unit in this building, and I'm actually I'm on a buyer side now, and I'm helping my clients buy one. I just want to know that uh, what did your Form B had and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what are you saying? They said, well, my subject removal is today, and I don't have a Form B. So I'm like, how are you going to remove this objects without a Form B? And he's like, uh, well, I can just figure it out because realtor is saying this, this, this. Now, I'm not saying that any realtors would, but end of the day, you have to remember as a buyer's agent, the liability is on you. And I wouldn't put my clients in a situation where I don't have a Form B that tells me that if the any levies coming on or maybe clients owe some money on it. I don't know. Um, parking stalls, as you said. I mean, there's information you need to confirm from that. And there are some professionals, I would say, or I don't know, experienced or not experienced, are removing subjects without those. And I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure. Even being so experienced, I wouldn't do it. I mean, being being a, a, a past committee member on the Professional Standards Committee, I mean, that's very scary. Do you see and here realtors are doing some it. realtors are uh, doing it that way? I mean, yeah. that's very, very scary. Right. And, and you know what? One thing I would add, Jeff, is uh, let's let's take the real estate on the side and let's talk about consumer in, 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 in general. Yep. Wherever we go, when you go and buy something, there's a fine printed everywhere. And as a consumer, I should be paying attention. So I'm going to suggest to the viewers, whoever is listening, and if you're a consumer who's actually in the market looking to sell and buy, Please don't only count on your professionals or on your realtors. I personally feel the consumer should also spend time learning it. The more you understand, the more you know. I think real estate for me is like a game. I mean, I enjoy, like I live, eat, breathe real estate. So for me, even if I'm doing it for myself or my clients or not, I want to learn it. So I would say that make it as a fun game and learn. What are stratas? What are not stratas? And the reason we keep talking about stratas is because 
things are not building this way, they're building this oh, way yeah. now. They're going up, they're going <laughs> so up. So I say that make it a fun and understand and learn. So when you're sitting with the professionals, you have questions to ask them. I don't, you know what, I, it, I love that advice. It, it, you can make our jobs easier too a little bit, right? I mean, real estate is stressful enough without the realtor making it more stressful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if we love what we do, which obviously we're two people here that actually love our profession, yeah. and we try to make it fun for our uh, clients, Absolutely. whether it be buyers or sellers. So, well, we're gonna wrap this up here a bit, but let me just ask you one final thing is, if you can give one piece of advice or one thing, like, hey, besides, hey, call her, right? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm a realtor. Mona's is a realtor. Realtors should be working together, right? I mean, we should be complimenting each other, right? And, and, and especially for our strength. So I don't mind having a fellow realtor on the show explaining things because, you know, we're always learning. I mean, we don't know everything all the time. And it's good to have realtor-to-realtor connections. And, and that actually makes for a stronger connections and actually better for our clients. Because yeah. if we know each other, we can work well together, we can actually do a deal better. Yeah. Right? So uh, tell me anything that you want to end the show off with. You got any last, You got any crazy uh, nice units coming up that we I can do, get an insight on? I'm actually, I do. I do. I have about three to four projects that I have a VIP, VIP, VIP status on. Um, but yes, there are some projects that I'm part of that's coming in Langley, Surrey, then in Brentwood and Burnaby um, by the Metro Town. And Chilliwack, if people are not expanding themselves into Chilliwack, I would say you're missing out. And um, the final piece of advice that I would really want um, the viewers to listen to is that doesn't matter where you are with your real estate goal, whether you can afford it or not afford it, even if you can just own this much, I always say the biggest investment on earth is earth. <laughs> so I would highly recommend, even if you can start with this much, start it because I have seen my clients put their trust in me and they start with this much and then they go this much and then they go so this much and next thing you know, they have what they really want. Right. But it always starts with a little step. So I would recommend that even if you think you can't afford it, um, I'm sure there's some solution that we can come to. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, Mo, thank you for coming by today. I mean, I'm, we're hopefully we do a lot more of these up yes. coming up. Um, all this information has been very vital. And, and if someone out there didn't learn something, I did. So how can you not us? Strata, right? please. So, <laughs> and, 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 we have royalty here today. So so if you want to learn about stratas, you want to know about, um, uh, the, I am bringing a series of things to look out when buying a strata unit. So follow Strata Queens on every single platform. So be it a Twitter, be it a LinkedIn, be it a YouTube be it a TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, everywhere, YouTube, Strata Queens. <laughs> so Rick is going to have all that information ready for all of you. Um, and just remember, like, subscribe, thumbs up, right? Is that Rick? And, and Mon, do you have a page as well? I do. Up right uh, now? And that yes. page is going to be right up here, right? Perfect. Thanks for coming by Thank again. Thank you so very much for having me. It was really a pleasure. Oh, yeah, we'll, try, we'll, we'll have more of these coming up. So, once again, it's Jeff Chatta and the Strata Queen herself. Mona Aurora. I should better say my name, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you were there for. Right? Talk to you guys later. Bye.